Well, it's that time again, Golf WRX and Wisdom in Golf Land. Hello, everybody. Hi, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. Hey, we got uh, this awesome guest for you guys today. We're, uh, you know, Golf WRX is uh, it's just an amazing platform for keeping you informed on the different kinds of equipment that are available out there. And um, we take a lot of pride uh, in, in our fittings at the Royal Quebec um, you know, I, you, everyone in, everybody knows that I'm with Callaway and I'm on the Callaway fitting board, but the way that happened was that I am completely agnostic to the brands that I promote for my, my students. So if a student comes in and they hit ping better, well, I sell them ping. And if they, if they play Callaway better, well, obviously I'm going to sell them Callaway. And because Callaway has come out on top more often than not, uh, we've become, you know, the best fitters for Callaway two years in a row at the Royal Quebec Golf Club, and um, one of our one of our students uh, by the name of Sebastian, and I don't want to I don't want to mispronounce the last name, but it's Hapahovi, and uh, he is on with us today, a real treat for us on this podcast, and uh, he is heading up to Como Golf which is a brand of, uh, of golf equipment that is, you know, sold online only and uh, extremely affordable. And with today's technology and, uh, and the designs that they do, um, it, it, brilliant quality. And they, they've had rave reviews across the board. So we got Sebastian on with us today. And uh, how are you, man? Yeah, I'm great. Thanks, thanks for having me today. So you're uh, you're all the way over in Finland. How's your season going over there? Uh, it's getting better. We had a long winter. Um, we had a lot of ice and frost on the greens. Uh, so, uh, well, the grass was not that great in the beginning of the season, but we've done a lot of work on our our golf courses, and it's starting to like the greens are starting to grow at the moment. So, oh, <laughs> so we ha- we had longer winters than usually. Oh, good. Yeah, we've had a, a really long winter as well. We were fortunate enough to have enough snow to protect our greens and the, the courses in yeah. really good condition. But June has just been brutal with rain. And now I'm looking at the weather. It's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day, everyone. Happy Father's Day, everybody. Yeah, and, happy Father's Day. And um, the, the, it looks clear this week. And it's sunny this morning. And it's like... <gasps> Oh gosh, we, we actually have uh, <laughs> really yeah. relief in sight where we can actually get out there and play. Well, I was supposed to have a tournament yesterday. Oh, that was gone. And that was washed my out. my tournament. My tee time was at seven fifty seven or something like that. And I looked at the weather. It was raining, eight degrees, and I was like, I'm not doing this. <laughs> it's it's just been t- too long, too brutal, and too insulting, right? That was insulting. <laughs> that, that's our favorite term. Middle, middle of June, eight <laughs> degrees and uh, rain. I was like, uh, yeah. no, thank you. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so tell us a little bit about your golf background, Sebastian. Where? How did you start? What uh, What brought you into the game? Uh yeah, I started playing when I was a junior. Um, Yes, I think I first first started around when I was ten or something, but in fifteen I uh, played for uh, um, played for a couple of summers, like a lot. Uh, but then life happened, and 
I had a really long pause. Uh, I think I didn't play in 15 years at the moment. Uh, but in 2019, I got back to the game and I've been like working a lot on it lately. And, and then, uh, well, of course, when you start a golf company, I, I think usually you're, you're really passionate for the game and grow, try to like uh, grow your own potential at the same time. That's right. That's right. I mean, I find that just incredible what you've, uh, what you've been able to accomplish. You know, I, I took, yeah, a, I took a look, I mean, you know, sometimes, uh, we, you know, the, the industry can be very busy, especially the last couple of years with COVID, mm-hmm. uh, we've had to reposition ourselves. And, uh, and when, when golf came back, I mean, it was one of the only sports that you could actually practice, um, you know, without spreading the virus and, uh, it just mm-hmm. exploded. So, mm-hmm. um, you, you must have been able to ride that wave and, and introduce your product to a lot of new golfers. Yeah. Yeah. And actually we have a lot of customers that have like similar backstory than, than I do. Uh, people who have started the game, uh, like early on their life and then with family and jobs and everything, they didn't have time to play anymore. And then they now during the COVID, they got back to the game. So we have a lot of that kind of stories uh, from our customers, but also from completely new new players. Yeah, I mean, it's um, you know, I remember in back in '95, uh, I was um, you know, I took a course with um, one of the, uh, the the club makers at the time, and um, learned how to how to fit and how to assemble golf clubs and how to make clubs on my own and uh, with uh, through Tom Wishon and um, you know I was uh, I was very very busy at my at my club doing that and I really really enjoyed that and um, you know the manufacturers at the time uh, made it you know they they made an opportunity for for companies like that and then the tide uh, shifted again and it went towards the original you know the original equipment manufacturers and you know they they've developed some really incredible products in the last five years but then because of you know companies like pxg um you know the they the cost of a golf of a, of a set of club but but you gotta you gotta give it to them the way they marketed the their products mm-hmm, yeah. was just mm-hmm. amazing and and so they went the opposite way, and of course, if you're going to make a product and you're going to sell it at a certain price, somebody has, somebody out there is going to buy it. And uh, they went with the uh, the panache side of things. But then companies like Titleist, I remember the that that year, Sav, mm-hmm. we were, we sold um, sets of um, of Titleist irons at eight hundred ninety nine dollars, which was to me an excellent value. I mean, you could really get a set of AP1s or a set of AP2s at the time. And then overnight, they went from $899 a set to $1,600 a set. And I remember having this discussion with my head pro at the time at the Richmond Hill Golf Club, and I'm going, Mm -hmm. how how are they, how are we going to sell clubs? (laughs) You know, I mean, that's a, that's, it's, it's very insulting. And it, it wasn't like the industry 
was in major shortage or things like that. So Titleist just decided overnight that they said, well, if PXG can sell clubs at that price and we don't see, you know, an advantage technically to what they're doing, so can we. And then, boom, the bandwagon mm-hmm. was on, and then it's just everybody's prices just went up like crazy. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. and then now, you know, come full circle, here you are, Sebastian, offering <laughs> a, a techno. I mean, I looked at the technology that you're um, promoting, and uh, it, it's it's impressive, you know, and you've got like yeah. three different, you've got two different sets of irons right now, right? Yeah, not, three. Not, uh, three yeah, so the third yeah, one we is have actually, on its way out, right? Yeah, we're releasing it um, uh, hopefully end of this month, but it looks like around early July. And the, uh, you know, if you look at the technology of inner cavity weighting, um, you guys are right mm-hmm. there with the same technology. So, um, you know, I know that uh, patents in the industry are, sometimes difficult to get around but when the patent has expired it's free game isn't it yeah yeah and so you've you've come out with a couple of irons that are you know that look and feel i mean they look and feel amazing i haven't had the chance to try them yet but i'm looking at the at the irons and they're very sexy irons (laughs) yeah they do look good you know i was looking at the instagram page uh, just now and they look really nice. They look really nice. They're very sleek. Uh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. you've done an amazing job with uh, with the cosmetics and the design, but you, you don't have lefties, though, yet. Uh, we do, actually. We have, Ooh. from the 101, we have lefties. And also from the 201, I have few sets of heads here at the office. Uh, but those are going to be available around the end of this month or early next month. And also the 101T that we are releasing uh, soon uh, we'll have left this coming out uh, around the end of the summer. Yeah. So actually, every model that we do, we will have a lefty version coming. But of course, it's uh, the production time for those is we we have to do the uh, righty uh, version first so that we can test that it actually sells and performs yeah. really well. So and after that, we are going to do lefties, lefties cool. from each of our models too. Hey, to all the lefties out there, we we say thank you, and you know what that means, Sebastian. <laughs> you know what that means when you make us a, a, a lefties for the same set. And I I was very critical of TaylorMade at the time when I was at uh, Taboo. Mm-hmm. We were exclusive TaylorMade product out there. Mike Weir was our guy, mm-hmm. and, and he's a lefty. He's a lefty. They didn't yeah. they didn't sell Mike's irons. They went through the whole trouble of making all the molds, and they yeah. were they were gorgeous irons. And I'm going, why aren't you guys selling these? Yeah, you know. And then and then we got a lot of you know, well, you know, a lot of skating. You know, you know what I mean, Sebastian, right? When we say skating, yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, and I was I always um, you know I was a very I was a big critic when it when it came to that. It it, it meant to TaylorMade that it was more important for them to make money than to actually help golfers and mm-hmm. um yeah. and I, my hat is off to you sir you you care that you know so to everyone all of our listeners um sebastian uh, he cares mm-hmm. so uh, there's a lot more lefties nowadays like especially in canada yeah yeah and even when we go like when Moo and i have been in the states or 
went to Mexico or anything like that, they're always like so surprised, like, oh, lefties, like, that's cool. And like, <laughs> they they say like, oh, we've seen a lot more lefties lately and stuff that's like it. that. So we, we've, cool. we've been doing yeah. a lot on, on YouTube to help the lefty cause, you know, and yeah. uh, the first video I, I, I did for TXG um, out in Toronto was with Matt, who's a lefty, and mm. uh, we got TXG yeah. rolling with with YouTube, and uh, that's been an absolute smashing success. Now, are you going to be yeah, you're yeah. going to be doing uh, you're providing them with club heads so they can they can service your product to their customers? Uh, not at the moment. Uh, okay. We're completely open to that. Haven't been talking with Ian from there or or uh, Mike. I think he's responsible from the lineup at the moment but uh that's something that we're open to yeah i mean so i mean if, if you guys were to be able to supply affordable club heads to club champion and um uh, you, you know if, if you look at one of the things that people have they you know they club champ places like club champion have a fabulous you know what i've always promoted to, for my students is you got to try before you buy and I'm sure you mm-hmm. have a you have a, an online way that people can order one of your clubs and try them out, and or or that's in the works. And um, yeah, that that's in the works. At the moment, we uh, allow people to test the seven iron and return the set if that's not working out for them. But our return percentage is really low. That's awesome. <laughs> Fortunately, that, yeah, exactly. That's I mean, a good way to do it for online. For sure, and it just it just goes to show how much faith you have in your product. Um, but yeah. putting putting it in the hands of you know, because I'm sure the guys at Club Champion who, you know, uh, they've they've priced themselves uh, away from a lot of golfers, right? A lot of yeah. golfers just can't afford three, four thousand bucks for a set of clubs. Right. Yeah. Um, but if they had one of your sets, uh, where they can mm-hmm. get the components. At a, at a much more affordable price and offer an affordable fit for their members, for their customers, mm-hmm. it would really help them with their bottom lines as well. So um, I, I really hope mm-hmm. that you're able to to get into that uh, that segment of the market. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully anybody from Club Champion who's listening is uh, <laughs> is going to say, hey, you know, that's a really good idea because we've heard a lot of our customers say, yeah, you know, we appreciate the fitting, and why are you not buying? Well, it's too expensive. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just don't have that kind of money right now to drop on a set of clubs where, uh, you know, my membership and or my, my green fees or, you mm-hmm. know, it's golf can be a pricey game to get into. Golf is a pricey game. Yeah. Right? So, yeah. Um, yeah. So it's really, that, really cool what that, you're doing. Yeah, the- yeah, that's exactly how our like the company journey started. I was getting back to the game after a few years of not playing and wanted to upgrade my own irons. Uh, and I was a little bit shocked on how expensive everything was. Right. Uh, yeah. Then you I came... started like researching on that and how how the gloves are made, where they are made, who's making them, uh, and also of course the background and the engineering point of view that how the clubs actually work, what happens on the, at the impact and what affects the ball flight. Uh, but the main thing for me was actually the price to get things started. So I wanted to find out the way to make golf more accessible for, for a lot of people. 
Well, that's, I, I know a lot of people are, are listening right now, have your clubs and they really appreciate it. And, they, and um, <laughs> that, you know, it, what's really cool is that um, everybody loves an underdog. And you guys are in a yeah. in a really cool underdog position right now. Um, the um, you know, and I'm sure when you came back in 2019, that was about <laughs> the time where you know PXG was at their prime at 500 bucks an iron. Could you imagine? That's insane. Yeah. One iron, you know, mm-hmm. for PXG, and you get a whole set of Tacomos. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. But yeah, the cool. Yeah, thing it's is- funny. We got asked. Uh, we got asked a lot about uh, is the price. For the whole set, is it, is it for a set or is it for one iron? And that's <laughs> yeah, most likely right. because of well, PXG. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, come on, you know, well, are we are, really having this conversation? Well, people are just so accustomed to golf being so expensive nowadays. And like, yeah. but it's cool that with your clubs, you know, when you think of an affordable golf club, you tend to think about like a, a not so good looking club. That's a little right. bit clunky because that's what it used to be, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But then you look at yeah, your or clubs. Or a beginner set. Yeah, exactly. Or like a beginner set, like something that's not like quality, yeah. right? Yeah. But then you look yeah. at your stuff, and it's like, oh, this is yeah. like I can like go out, feel good, look good, but like mm-hmm. do it at a reasonable price yeah. where like I'm not breaking the bank. Yeah, and it, you know, mm-hmm, it's yeah. it's one like if you look at. Um, the main manufacturers like TaylorMade and Callaway, and uh, they 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 would make a, a set uh, that was more on the affordable side. You know, between usually around a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks for a full set. You know, you got t- t- a titanium driver, which is you know okay, and you know the shafts were you know not the greatest quality, and but at least the components were sta- stainless steel. Uh, you know, for the longest time, like in between 20, you know, 2005 and 2015, when, uh, when I was recommending clubs for my students, you know, my, my students would show up with clubs that were like a white zinc lead alloy. And I'm telling you, I had, I took one of the clubs once I took a three iron out of the bag and the face, when I hit the ball, the face wrapped itself around the ball. Oh, oh, really? It was, I mean, there were fissures on the sole of the club as as how the club was wrapping itself around the ball. And they were actually selling this. So when you went to a sports store, a sporting goods store, and you said, ah, I, I just, I'm, I just want to see if I enjoy the game, so I don't want to buy anything too expensive. Mm-hmm. And they buy a set of clubs for $199. Mm-hmm. It was a half set. You would, you would never in your life enjoy the game with those clubs. Right. But they capitalized on that for the longest time, and they did so much damage to the game. These, these club manufacturers that were selling these really mm-hmm. cheap knockoffs and um, and I would constantly have to tell my students, get rid of this, go buy something used in stainless steel if you have to, right. but you can't play with this. And then I'd, I'd give them one of my demos, and they'd hit a shot, and they'd go, oh, my God, this feels so good. <laughs> I could actually enjoy the game, right? Yeah. So that's why I promoted, you know, the, the, the mainstream original equipment manufacturers, and, you know, a lot of the knockoff companies were just producing the worst crap you could ever imagine. I mean, mm-hmm. 
it, 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 the, the clubs would feel extremely heavy, the club heads, and the shafts would feel super wobbly, That like the torque. It must have been like 15 degrees torque on these shafts. And uh, it was worse than hickory, you know. <laughs> so we, we had to put up with that for the longest time. And, and um, you know, then the industry smartened up and uh, the consumer got a little bit smarter and uh, the big box stores started to, you know, at least uh, provide and, and supply a better quality product. But then PXG came along and changed the game, like, for five <laughs> years. And uh, thank goodness Sebastian just showed up because mm-hmm. a, a lot of golfers are going to be able to play golf because of you, man. Uh, so my hat is off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so how do you like that little uh, that little 20-year 20, uh, 20, uh, history lesson there, Sav? Did you like that? <laughs> Always learning something new. So, uh, yeah, the next thing I wanted to talk about, Sebastian, was your wedges. Yeah. I notice you have an eight-degree bounce on your 48-degree wedge. But mm-hmm. but you don't have an eight-degree bounce on your 60-degree wedge. And we, we need to chit-chat on that one. Mm-hmm. One, of the, um, one of the wedges that I, I, you know, I promote to my students, uh, you know, because I've – I've been around this game for a long, long time, and uh, one of one of my students uh, who's out in Arizona, and he's um, um, it's called the Iron Factory, and uh, he does amazing work for rechroming clubs, and uh, he's done a lot of rechroming for a lot of the top players on the tour. I can't say which ones because it'd be you know it would. It would be a, um, a go against what what's happening, right? So, but uh, I mean, top five. So, anyways, he uh, he he started the game, you know, with designing some wedges, and uh, his name is Jim Cronus, K R O N U S. Really cool guy, and uh, he actually taught a lot to uh, Bob Vokey and Bob Vokey went on his way and he got picked up by, by Titleist and we all know what, what kind of a success story that is. Mm-hmm. And Jim and I had some really in-depth conversations about the wedge and um, he has a set of wedges and he says, listen, if, if you've got skill, you only need these bounces and these this combination on your set of wedges. And um, uh, the the... 60 degree, I've always promoted a C grind. Uh, it's the M grind when it comes to Titleist. It's a C grind when it comes to Callaway, where the, 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 the trail edge has been ground out in, you know, toward the toe and toward the heel, but eight degrees bounce. And that, that is the magic combination for hitting flop shots and bunker shots in, in you know, firm sand um, you know, all kinds of different uh, situations for tight lies around the greens. And, um, you know, I remember when I was with Nike uh, for five years after um, after I'd, uh, my stint with uh, with Titleist. And um, I, I always I always was just I had to grind my own wedges with the lob wedge because I, you know, I just couldn't create the the kind of flop shots that I wanted to create with ten degrees bounce, 
you know mm-hmm. so uh, what what is your what is your take on that have you have you done some you must have done some obviously some research and uh i guess you have to mm-hmm. you have to um supply a wedge that's going to help the average guy right yeah yeah uh that's uh, basically the bounces that we have at the moment uh the wedges were originally designed to fit the 101s um so the bounce uh bounce and loft progression of the wedges they fit quite nicely on the 101 yeah uh lofts and and um the 60 degree bounce we actually have received a lot of questions about when we are going to add more degrees and bounces for the wedges and we are working on releasing um can't give you an exact timeline yet uh but we are working on the new models uh should be coming out sometime this year yeah i mean and uh, that's actually something that we are working on is the uh, lower bounce wedges for different kind of conditions because uh the 12 degree that we have at the moment uh, the decrease of bounce uh, that that works really nicely uh, when you're doing like uh, this kind of conditions that we have here in Finland and the grass that we have here in Finland. So that's that's basically the background story on why why the, why the wedges are the way that they are at the moment. Right. Uh, but we, we are of course always improving on those and and trying to like fill the gaps between the current models that we have. Yeah, I mean, in in my opinion, you you know, keep everything the same, and just provide a sixty degree wedge with a C grind and an eight degree bounce. And mm-hmm. I'm yeah, telling you, yeah. I mean, for for anyways, for our our students and our customers, I'll give you an example. Uh, I have a student of mine uh, who I fit for a set of Titleists, and mm-hmm. um, you know, he says. Uh, you know, I'm a digger when it comes to wedge shots. You know, you get you hear that that expression is, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I dig a lot. So, in other words, somebody who's going after the golf ball, if the ball is the target and they have a wedge in their hands, they're going to be taking some very deep divots because the mm-hmm. you know the length of the shaft is short. It's already is is already going to be a steeper angle of attack, and because they're defaulting to the ball, uh, they they feel that they need a wider sole and more bounce. And so I told him, listen, why don't you just take a half hour short game lesson with me and let me show you, you know, how to uh, apply yourself to the short game. And after a half an hour, you know, I I spoke to his dad and his mom because they play as a family. His dad says, oh my gosh, his short game has just improved dramatically because all I did was show him how to cut grass in the direction of his target instead of defaulting to the ball, right? And um, so then I was able to fit him with a proper set of wedges, and that was last year, and I, I have not heard a peep since. <laughs> and he's been, he's been really enjoying his short game, and, uh, and, and so when the technique is good, you, you really don't need the the band-aid therapy of, you know, that kind of a bounce combination. That's, yeah, yeah. you know, from, from the feedback that I have with my direct lessons with my students. So, I mean, we can't, that's the thing, you know, with, I agree that 
many golfers are not going to take lessons and they just want a product that's just going to help them out a little bit and, uh, you know, get their enjoyment going. And, and yeah, you have to, you have to provide a product for them. And, um, and you know, because a, there's a demand and B, you got to stay in business. Mm -hmm. So, um, but anyways, that's my, that's my two cents anyways. So, um, you said you're coming out with some woods soon. Sure. Are you, so you you have you've, uh, hybrids and fairway woods, and what about drivers? Yeah, we're actually launching the driver this fall. Uh, we are uh, finalizing the designs at the moment, and the production starts really soon. And then we are doing R and D on the fairway woods and hybrids at the moment. Uh, hopefully, we can get those out sometime uh, later this year or early next year. So we're hoping to become like full back company sometime next year. Nice. That's really cool. That must be exciting for you. Yeah, super exciting. Yeah. The um one of the things that um I found in the in the last ooh, three years I would say, um uh, is is the fairway woods really improved a lot. Yeah. Uh when I was with Ping, one of the one of the bugaboos that they had was their fairway wood at the time because they decided that they needed they wanted to create a fairway wood that you know um, spun more and they said that you know it would help the average player keep the ball in the air longer and um, that unfortunately didn't translate very well to a lot of their tour players and their tour players you could see that uh, you know you could they'd have a full bag of pings and then they'd have a tailor-made three wood in the bag yeah. And uh, so, uh, TaylorMade, I think, was one of the one of the better ones with the sim line uh, that brought down the spin. And now it's like I have a sixteen and a half degree Callaway three wood in my bag that is the, the in the LS, the low spin, and uh, it's spinning at about twenty two hundred RPM, and I'm launching it at about uh, you know sixteen seventeen degrees. And it's just been so much fun. I mean, I'm just smoking that thing. You know, I'm hitting it 280 again, and I'm, you know, I don't have the same club speed as I, you know, I'm, I'm probably lost about three or four miles per hour compared to about, uh, you know, five, six, seven years ago, and uh, just been enjoying the product tremendously. So, has uh, has your testing been moving towards that particular? Um, combination yeah um most likely we are going to introduce uh, only the ferro woods at first uh there has been kind of renaissance of ferro woods lately uh a lot of people are requesting a lot uh, more like uh higher lofted uh woods like yeah. seven and uh even even nine woods at the yes. moment yeah so so yeah, so that that's actually something that we are looking into. That uh, yeah, that hybrids seem to be not that popular at the moment. So um, we are looking to do like mo- most likely we are going to release also a hybrid at some point. But first we are going to do the uh, like complete lineup of our woods, and we are looking to do like yeah, yeah. I totally um, agree with that. Yeah. I think that uh, so there's something there that 
um, the nine wood and uh, seven wood and five wood, those are actually really versatile clubs. But at some point, of course, there's also uh, um, the market creates a need for develop different kind of clubs so that we can sell more clubs. And that's not something that we are into. We're looking to uh, create like long product cycles so that um, the products that we create should also last time. That's why we have the design. Um, our designs are really simple. We're not looking to do um, like complex designs for the sake of only uh, like designing something new. Correct. And that's something that we want to also include in the fairway woods and, and utility irons that we're, we're at the moment uh, uh, planning to release. I, 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 I agree with that. I mean, it's, it's, uh, I've seen it so often where, um, you know, I would have an amazing set of irons and then all of a sudden the, the following year, it's a new set again. And, uh, for the, for the tour professional, it can be a little frustrating sometimes, but yeah. they're not going to force, they've, they've, they've learned that they can't force the new product on their players because the players' games go and they start, you know, shooting higher scores, and all of a sudden they're not in the top 120 anymore, and then it's it's pointless because they can no longer represent the product because they're not on tour anymore. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I remember Steve Stricker had a a set of irons from Titleist in the bag that were 10 years old, and you know mm-hmm. the company was begging him to to try the new product, and so he tries the new product and he says. Okay, I'm good. And they said, really? Why? What's the, you know? And he says, turf interaction. If they feel good through the grass. And there's our proof at Wisdom and Golf that it's all about the turf interaction. It's all about how you cut grass. And if you cut, you know, if, if it feels good through the ground and the turf, uh, mm. it's a winner. So, um, you know, if you, if you have a winning product... Yeah, don't change it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it should be like a car model. If you got a, a winning car model and it looks good and it feels good and it's doing great, well, give it the full five year cycle for crying out loud. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. And hopefully, it's just a small change in cosmetic. If you do something the following year, you know, it's uh, you got to milk that product and and um, allow the allow the person who bought it to be proud of, uh, proud of it for a while too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So I agree with that. Yeah. Um, the uh, then as far as the the woods are concerned, um, you know, when when somebody's getting a fit and you can really see according to their club speed um, that they're going to basically be benefiting up to a certain level. Um, most of the time, it's about a six iron, and then okay, then then the nine wood. If depending on the loft that you put on your nine wood, obviously you're going to gap it properly. Um, with with the irons, then the nine wood is the replacement of the four iron. The seven wood is the replacement of the three iron. The five wood is a two iron or a two hybrid. And uh, most people will not benefit from a three wood. So, um, you know, like Sav carries her five wood 230, but she also carries a three wood 230. 
Yeah. So what's the point in having a three wood in the bag? It's it's mm-hmm. it's pointless. Yeah, it just depends what suits the that's person it. better. And that's in, you know, the three wood you're carrying in ideal conditions. So if you're slightly mm-hmm. in the rough, right. three woods, forget about it. Yeah. And or if the lie is a little off, then, you know, the five wood is going to win out nine times out of ten, uh, depending on the situation that you have on the golf course. Well, and I've really enjoyed my seven wood lately. So I have a seven wood in the bag now yeah. instead of a three hybrid. Yeah. And that's been like huge. It's it's a much higher flight. Yeah. Just like so much um, peace of mind when I take it out of the bag. Isn't, exactly. A lot yeah. a lot of people there, the, you know, like Callaway makes a heaven wood where they did a, a, a slightly beefier seven wood. It's like a six wood, a 20 degree club. Yeah. With a slightly longer shaft than the seven wood, and and people swear by it, and then that's the only fairway wood that they really use in the bag because they mm-hmm. benefit fully from it. Yeah, like if I'm in the rough, and I'm between a four hybrid and a seven wood, I'm probably taking my seven wood. Yeah, because it squirts the ball so nice in the rough, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really, uh, it really does a great job at uh, at getting the ball out. So I would say. High launch, lower spin is uh, is the right combination for the fairway woods, and um, I think uh, I think you're right on uh, as far as that. Before you before you do the hybrids, you make you you, you get the proper gapping with the woods and irons, and uh, that'll mm-hmm. be a, that'll be a good winning combination for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, very cool, man. And then Moo tries Moo tried uh, Sav's five wood. Oh yeah, and uh, well. You think? Like I smoke, I smoke my driver, and here's Moo right up there with me with the five wood. <laughs> yeah, that's the technology. I hit, the, I hit my drive, you know, just I, th- I hit my stock 300 yard drive, and here's Moo. I think you were five yards ahead of me with uh, with Sav's low spin, 18 degree five wood with a regular flex shaft. <laughs> yeah, I was like, okay, this is not fair. But uh, the the flight that uh, you're able to achieve with those low spin fairways. So we, of course, we ordered one for Moo, yeah. and uh, it's on its way right now. We I can't wait to see uh, what he does with it with an extra stiff shaft. Yeah, I'm curious too. Yeah, <laughs> it does give you peace of mind when you have it in your hands for sure. Yeah, the the loft is is very comforting, isn't it? Yeah, and just the shape of the club too, like the, the profile. It's just uh, you know, it's gonna work. You know, every time you you have your all you got to go. do is skip the stone. Do some stone skipping. So, how about you, Sebastian? Anything that you uh, that you want to talk about as far as your own personal game? I know you're probably not playing as often as you would want to, being a busy uh, corporate entrepreneur. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's funny because when you start a golf company, you're actually thinking about that now you finally get to play. Uh, golf as much as you want, but it ends up going that way that you don't actually have any time to play. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, um, I had an um, I had an elbow injury mm, uh, like this spring, uh, so that that has been kind of a little bit limiting thing for me. But I'm getting you know, right. Uh, that's the so, rehab is going going well. Uh, tennis elbow, golf elbow. Uh, uh, I was actually playing uh, basketball and and oh. got a good rebound, but someone someone grabbed. I, I was going to throw one handed long pass, and then someone grabbed the ball, and uh, I just heard my el- elbow to crack. So there was something 
Oh. Uh, something there. Uh, it's it's been recovering quite nicely and, and starting to work. I've been playing a couple of rounds and trying to practice a little, a little bit on our simulator here indoors, and it's, it's starting to get better. With, with so you're uh, uh, you're right-handed golfer, and what which elbow is it? Mm-hmm, yeah, right. Yeah, your right elbow. Man, I didn't think uh, mm-hmm. basketball was that competitive in Finland. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it sounded like a very competitive <laughs> game, right? If you're going for a long no, pass, no, it was It was like big. Yeah, no, no, it was just a pickup basketball game, so <laughs> nothing serious. Pickup of course, stuff you get, can get intense. Get, I know, eh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Those pickup matches can definitely get intense, just like little golf pickup matches. Yeah. When that, when that, those competitive fires start burning, you know, hey, you know what? I want to kick your butt. <laughs> like you can't stop it. <laughs> yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Well, I'm but glad. for me, I've been working on my like consistency. Most uh, that that's uh, something that I'm also like trying to use a lot less effort on the swing. So, uh, not swing as hard as possible. Uh, that's that's something that I'm working on at the moment, yeah. especially with the hurt elbow. <laughs> well, yeah, it kind of forces you to slow down. Well, at least the yeah. Um, when you're playing golf, uh, you know, the, the, the kinetic chain engages from the lead side up through diagonally, mm-hmm. right? And then it, it ends up. Yeah. But if if you're, if one of your chain links is a little weak, then, you, you know, the you've got you've to take it easy through the rest of the chain, right? Mm-hmm. One weak yeah. link, man, and it's, uh, mm-hmm. it, it can be, uh, it, can, it can show. So what's, what's yeah. one of your yeah. favorite, what's your favorite task? with us um well lately i've been trying to work the ball so um, i'm trying to throw the club uh like uh for the fade or for a draw that's something that i'm also uh when i when i'm playing golf uh um i previously i was just trying to like i, I had a lot of um, thoughts going on on my mind and I'm trying to like have a lot less going on on my head when yeah. I'm I'm um, playing and I'm looking just for the flight path. Uh, I'm trying to release on the direction that I want the ball to start and then fade or draw it. That's yeah. something that I'm, I'm, I'm hoping to get better at that so that I wouldn't have to think about anything else. <laughs> Well, you're you're on the right track, absolutely. So you have a flight plan, you got your intermediate point, and then you're releasing mm-hmm. into the direction that you want to start the ball, and that has a very specific feel, right? So feel a fade feel yeah. versus a draw feel. So you yeah, you've yeah, got yeah. that feel in your mind, and you just you know I'm gonna just throw it over there, and and uh, you know you make your your prediction, and once that prediction is done, then it's just the quality of the throw that you're sending in there. And, um, you know, our next, our next mission for us is, um, you know, you, you, you do your best to work on this on the range, right? So you, you, you Mm -hmm. practice your routine, you practice your feel, you got the drills and then it's just like, okay, you lock in on a couple of feels. And then when you go play, Mm -hmm. it's like you make a decision and then you go for the feel and, and it's like. You know, our mission now is just to get a, a nice 18-hole round of golf below three hours. 
Mm-hmm. And if we if we can play 18 holes under three hours, this game is going to gain popularity like crazy. Because right now at five and six hour rounds of golf, it's we're just, losing. We're losing golfers right, left, and center. We just can't play golf like that anymore. It's too long. It's your entire day. And I, I'm all for the shot clock. Somebody's got to, you know, design a shot clock system and start playing some shot clock tournaments. Maybe, you know, if somebody wanted to make a big difference in the game, that's where they'd want to, you know, design their tournaments around mm. some shot clock systems. And like, like in basketball, mm-hmm. you got that 24 seconds to, you know, unload the shot or else it's just like, come on. Right. Mm-hmm. Could you imagine basketball without a shot clock now? Yeah. Some people just dribble the whole game away. Right. And, and win the game. Exactly. Yeah. You, know, you got a lot of skilled dribblers out there that could just keep the ball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah, there'll be a lot more fouls because, like, you're trying to get the ball. Or you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, I think that's um, that's something that uh, golf needs in a big way. A more concise, quick routine. That's it, and you can't be thinking. And that's that's mm-hmm. where you know all this body part positioning that's been going on. And you know, it's like um, you know, Brandel Chambly. Yeah, we I was listening to one of his commentaries yesterday, and they were talking about how. Fitzpatrick has really improved on his distance. Mm-hmm. He's gone from 112 miles an hour, and at the Canadian Open, he was recorded at 119 miles an hour, and now he's contending more because he's got, you know, consistent distance. And um, basically, uh, Brandel said he's just freeing up his swing. He's allowing his knees to extend. He's, you know, and, and he's... Uh, He's loosening up. He's abandoning control. And you're thinking, oh, man, it's like, how long have we been preaching this? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's exactly what Sebastian is saying. He says, I got to stop thinking. I got to stop being careful. Mm-hmm. And, um, and that's what you do. So you become mm-hmm. really good at a task. When you're good at that task, you have a feel associated with it, right? Yeah. So then it boils down to, there's my flight plan. My flight plan. I'm going to th- send this feel into that flight plan and let's see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then and then you evolve around that and and that's what's going to I think that's what's going to save the game. Yeah. That and uh you know bringing a lot more people into the game uh, with with uh affordable clubs. <laughs> so <laughs> Very cool, man. I'm 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 thoroughly enjoying this talk with you, Sebastian. I really appreciate you coming on with us. What's what's going on for you next this summer? What what are um, are you going to be uh, touring around? Uh, um, are you, I hear you're going to be in Canada soon. Yeah, hopefully around the end of August. Uh, we're going to the state side first, and then then the Canada um, sometime in end of August or beginning of September. Um, but yeah, we are doing a lot of research and development. At the moment, of course, launching a couple of new products uh, during the summer that will keep us busy here. Yeah, it, that, it's the time, right? It's the time to to, yeah. to beat balls, to beat the pavement. Mm-hmm. To, yeah. Exactly. Well, we wish you the best, you know, this summer, uh, safe travels. And, um, you know, when you, you when you come our way, uh, we look forward to, to greeting you here in Quebec City and... Uh, See if we can get out on the golf course for uh, for a couple of rounds. Yeah, yeah, that would be fun. Right on. 
So, uh, well, happy Father's Day once again to everyone. Moo, you have any questions technically for uh, for clubs? No, no, I didn't have any. You, you need, you, you, I hope you got extra stiff shafts in there, Sebastian. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we do. Because <laughs> yeah. uh, we have we have a lot more munashes out there now. There's a, you know, it's it's uh, becoming one heck of a power game. So we're <laughs> we're all looking forward to seeing the outcome of the U.S. Open today. It's it's going to be a good one. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, so, sure. uh, so to that, everyone have an amazing week, and uh, we'll see you again soon. All the best.